And that's that there is a time when we need to make a move. God promised them the land. He showed them the opportunity, and they wasted it. Only two men out of 600,000 had the faith and the courage to make that move. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today, 847-312-8197. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. First, I want to tell you, this week, uh, Dana and I moved out of our home And I want to tell you, it's the least amount of fun I've had in 20 years. (laughs) How many know that moving is not any fun? In fact, I think moving is about as much fun as being Pat Robertson's public relations director this (laughs) week. Thank you. Anyway, while while we were undertaking this tedious task of moving, this question kept coming to me. Why is moving so difficult? I mean, it it can't be just the physical labor and all the countless details that have to be dealt with. So I pondered on this, what little time I had. And I decided that it's really been like this from the beginning of time. Moving illustrates a major change in our life. And that's why it can be sometimes traumatic. Moving forces us to examine all our belongings and it reprioritizes them. We clean out closets, garages, and we view pieces of our past. And many times we just wrap them up in trash bags. And I'm convinced that God understands clearly just how unsettling moving can be. That's why as punishment for not having the faith to take the promised land, God set the Israelites on a 40-year move. And after my experience this past week, the thought of moving constantly just gives me the shakes. But God was surely teaching them a very hard lesson. And that's that there is a time when we need to make a move. God promised them the land... He showed them the opportunity, and they wasted it. Only two men out of 600,000 had the faith and the courage to make that move. And when Moses told the people of Israel that God was sending them back into the wilderness to die, the people mourned, and they agreed that they were wrong, and they were wrong not to trust God's direction. And many of them just went ahead and charged into the promised land, only to be destroyed because they didn't respond to God's timing. They didn't respond to the opportunity when God presented it. You see, God's plan for our life is challenging and it's progressive. He puts crossroads in our path where a decision has to be made and it has to be acted on. And he expects us to move in faith, believing that something good will come from it. 
And throughout the scriptures and history, God has honored those who were willing to make this move. And he had contempt for those who, who wouldn't. I've said this before several times, how much I appreciate the people of Bethesda. They're being willing to make a move by upgrading this facility, by committing to growth and committing to build this new children's center. I mean, that's an example of being faced with both an opportunity and a challenge and moving forward in faith, expecting a good result. And I'm confident we're not going to wander around for the next 40 years. And I believe we're going to follow God's plan and be a force in our community and in, even in our world for the cause of Christ. Do you feel that way? Yes. Now, there's a time for holding firm, for holding on. There's a time for standing still, waiting on God. I know that Brother Phil could relate to this this morning. But that's almost always meant to find clarity and resolve in getting ready when God presents an opportunity to, to make your move. You know, whether it be moving from a house or some other major decision in front of you, making a move is difficult. But I want to encourage you this morning that God will prepare you for what's ahead. You just have to lay it out for him, share the desire of your heart, and then just like the great men and women of faith that's come before you, make your move and do it in Jesus' name. No matter what you are going through, in Christ you have hope and the promise of a glorious eternal future. Stay tuned to hear how a time of testing also brings a blessing. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today. 847-312-8197. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. I want to talk a minute about how to deal with uncertainty. We have a healthy dose of uncertainty going around in our world today. And I want to talk about the things that we don't understand with trials and trouble that emerge in our life. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm one of those people that wonder why things happen the way they do. It bothers me when I don't understand something. For instance, here's a few things that are, is bothering me right now. Why does a round pizza come in a square box? I don't know. Nobody seems to know. Why do people always say they slept like a baby when a baby wakes up like every two hours? Why are mattresses always on sale? Why do we always sing, take me out to the ball game, when we're already at the ball game? These things bother me. Why? Well, here's the one we're all asking. Why is it so stinking hot? (laughs) 
weatherman doesn't know. Well, see, the problem with asking why is most of the time we don't get a good answer. And if we do get an answer, we're rarely satisfied with it. So even though I've just been making a lot of things I don't understand, the truth is there are things that happen to us that we don't understand, and it's not funny. It's serious. And we want to know why. And when we don't get any answers, we can get discouraged. We get frustrated. Or we just get angry. But it's important to remember something. As Christians, it's okay to have those emotions, but we don't have to give in to them. Now, the first thing that we have to do when we're going through a trial and we don't know why is to remember that it's bound to happen to all of us. Believe it or not, that's the way it's supposed to be. Oliver Wendell Holmes once said, Trouble makes us one with every human being in the world. We all have trouble in common. We can't escape it. Sinner or saint, the trials will come. But as Christians, we can't let them defeat us. We can't let it take us off course. I like what Joyce Meyer says. She says, you can be pitiful or you can be powerful. But you can't be both. Because of Christ, we can make a choice to live in the peace and power that Christ affords us through our faith in Him in every situation. Now, the next thing is that every Christian is to have an understanding and an attitude about the trials that they encounter. And the understanding is this. Listen. This is the understanding. We don't have to understand it. We just have to know that the Lord always has our best interest in mind. Our trials are many times a test of our faith. To see if the trial unravels us or makes us stronger. To see if we call on Him and rely on Him to get us through it. Or even intervene on our behalf to work it out. The Word tells us we're going to be tested. Paul said the testing of our faith develops perseverance. And perseverance, our stamina, is something God knows we have to have to fight the good fight. God wants to make us into warriors for Christ. And He uses trials and trouble in our life to do it. He conditions us to prepare us Remember that old saying, a smooth sea never made a skilled sailor. You know, the Word gives us so many great stories of real people who had real problems. And you can't talk about problems without talking about Job. Life was good with Job. Business was great. Large family. He lost it all. Children died, his wealth disappeared, his health failed. His own wife tells him to curse God and die. 
His heartbreak was real. There was no earthly sign of any hope at all. But do you know what Job said? Though he slay me, though he kills me, yet will I trust him. Job saw the big picture. He didn't know why calamity fell on him. He didn't understand why he had to lose so much. He didn't get any answers. He just made a decision to trust God. And you know the story. Job was restored to life and health and wealth, family. But make no mistake, Job remembered well his time of despair. In Job's life, there was a testing. And then there was a blessing. There may be things in your life today that you don't understand. You feel like what's happening to you isn't fair. And it makes you feel hopeless and discouraged. Well, I know it's tough, but I have some good news for you. This is the very time when God wants to find the Job that's in you. This is the time when you have to trust God. It's our destiny, all of us, to be tested in most areas of our life, spiritually, physically, relationships, and our finances. And we don't have to enjoy the testing, but we have to trust God that they are valuable to us nonetheless. The Apostle Paul said, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We're perplexed, but we're not in despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken. We're cast down, but not destroyed. Paul was saying, we're going to have some trouble. But bring it on, because we're going to make it. We're going to make it through Jesus Christ. You see, in our life, knowing why something happened is not nearly as important is knowing who to turn to when it happens. No matter what comes, through Christ we have hope and the promise of a glorious, eternal future. And like Job, there will be a testing. But true to his promise, there will also be a blessing for you. Did you know that Joseph was a slave and yet God said he was a prosperous man? Tune in to hear how to anticipate God's favor in your life even in difficult times. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Attention small business owners. If you operate a retail business and are looking for great selling products with high margins, consider becoming a Nebo dealer. Nebo was founded by Christian business owners Bob and Glenn Bollinger and is the leading brand for independent retailers everywhere. Here's why. Nebo partners with retailers to maximize valuable counter space, a constant stream of new innovative lights, incredible impulse displays, and an industry-only buyback guarantee, which means Nebo will buy back your inventory in the unlikely event it doesn't sell. So if you own a retail business of any type, become a Nebo dealer and start turning profits like never before. Receive a free no-obligation sample of a great Nebo light and see for yourself. That's right. Get a free Nebo light and a Nebo catalog 
To get your free flashlight and catalog, go to NeboDealer.com or call 847-312-8197. That's NeboDealer.com or call 847-312-8197. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. Okay, now I want to share on the subject of prosperity for a minute. How many could use a little prosperity in their life right now? Okay, before I start, here's a little prosperity humor. You ready? A woman was talking to her friend over lunch. My husband just told me I was the one responsible for making him a millionaire. Really, said her friend, what was he before you married him? There was a pause. A billionaire? Okay. Prosperity. I want to take you back, way back into the Word, all the way to Genesis for a second, where God teaches us about prosperity. And He does it through the life of a young man named Joseph. Now, what's interesting about one of the first lessons on prosperity is that God uses an oxymoron to do it. Now, in case you think an oxymoron is a distant relative of yours, let me, explain, let, me, let me explain. An oxymoron is when you combine contradicting terms. For example, if you say airline food, that's an oxymoron to me. If you say working vacation, it's an oxymoron. Here's my favorite one. Congressional ethics. That's unfortunately sometimes an oxymoron. Hope there's no politicians here, by the way. But in Genesis chapter 39, it says, And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. He was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. So Joseph is identified as prosperous, and yet... From the verses right before this, we learn that Joseph was a slave, having been been sold into slavery by his own brothers. So our lesson on prosperity comes from the life of a prosperous slave, which is certainly a contradiction in terms of our understanding of prosperity. You know, one thing that I love about the Word of God is that I don't believe God made any mistakes in it. Do you? I believe He had a reason for everything. And I don't think it was an accident that way back in the beginning, God pointed out to us through the story of Joseph that being prosperous and having prosperity is not about making money and accumulating wealth at all. Joseph was a young man who came to know the Lord as a teenager. He sought after the will and destiny God called him to. And and though he had setbacks along the way, he trusted God. He had integrity. His prosperity was his promise because of his relationship with God. You see, God views prosperity much differently than we do. Material things are not the only indicator of prosperity. True prosperity is simply knowing that God is with you in good times and bad times. 
True prosperity is his vision alive in your heart. True prosperity is not found in finances, but in the favor and blessings of God. His anointing. His power that's at work in your life. And if we think that God's favor is just the increase in our finances, then listen, we have a diminished view and a limited view of God. And we need to have our eyes opened to the true prosperity that God can give us. Joseph was a slave in the house of a rich and powerful man, yet God saw Joseph as the prosperous one. Joseph knew he was prosperous because he knew prosperity comes from God, not man. Because he trusted God, he had a confidence on the inside that was not affected by his circumstances on the outside. The word says this, but remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. I think there's an important lesson in the story of Joseph, the prosperous slave. And that is this. We need to stop interpreting so many of God's principles as relating to just finances. Joseph had a prosperity mentality. And he lived a very successful life. He had many accomplishments. But God didn't measure his prosperity by what he had on the outside, but from what he had on the inside. And what he had on the inside is where all this prosperity came from, including this sizable external wealth he ultimately created. The word also says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Today, I want you to know that you can prosper in the Lord and in the world because of the confidence and faith you have in Jesus Christ. You can prosper just like Joseph. Even if you feel like a slave sometimes, you can prosper even in tough financial times. So don't get discouraged. Anticipate his blessings and favor in your life and I promise you something good will happen. In Jesus' name. You have been listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today, 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. Or Bobby at onthebrightside.org. 847-312-8197 or bobby at onthebrightside.org. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. 
Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484.